Hello and welcome to the gathering at home. I hope that you've had a great time engaging in worship. Maybe it still feels a little bit funny to you to engage with church in your living room or in your bedroom or wherever you are right now. Hey, we get it. We know that this whole season that we're in as, a, as the world right now is a little bit strange still. We're all, we're all trying to figure it out. But for right now, this is what church looks like. And th- this is what life looks like. And so I want you to know that as your church that we're here. We're here to offer you hope and encouragement and peace in a season when I think we need it more than ever. And so keep joining us here. Keep being a part of this with us. Keep leaning into it. And let this be a part of your regular routine because I believe that we need this kind of hope right now. And so I want you to know that as your church, we're praying for you. We're with you. I know there's a lot of uncertainty and fear in, in what's happening right now and what, what could happen, what might happen. And so I just, I just want to be able to offer you the peace that only God can provide. And so we're, just, we're honored to have you and we're glad you're with us today. I want to start a series today called New Normal. New Normal. Now, I don't want to call it this because of the season that we're in right now. I don't think this is our new normal. It is our new normal for this moment, but I do believe this is a moment. A day is going to come when the quarantine is going to lift and all of this is going to be behind us. I think some parts of this world will change forever because of this. But I also think that we'll return to a level of what we expect to be normal. And so I want to talk about a different new normal. What I want to talk about over the next couple weeks here is developing a new normal that is going to get you through this season and sustain you through the next one. I would suggest that now during this quarantine season is the best time to create a new normal for spiritual practices in your life that are going to bless you in every season. You need these things now more than ever. Having some healthy spiritual practices is going to help you manage your stress, your anxiety, your boredom, and your fear in this season. And it'll continue to do so when all of this is over. What I want to talk about today is something that I think is going to exponentially help you manage the moment that our world is in right now. Something that's going to help you to manage that hurried anxiety you're used to feeling. Do you ever just feel overwhelmed by life? When I, when I say the word overwhelmed, does it bring a feeling up inside of you? Can you feel it kind of stirring in the pit of your stomach right now? Maybe now more than ever, as you sit in your home wondering when you'll ever even be able to leave again, or when you'll be able to go to work again, or, or when, whether or not you'll be able to go to work again. Maybe you just continue to feel more and more anxious and overwhelmed. Maybe you always ignore this anxious feeling. Maybe you push it to the back of your mind and you just keep moving and you keep moving and you keep moving, but in the still moments it catches up to you. What if I were to tell you that there is a way you can be done with that? That you can take this anxiety that life brings, the overwhelming nature of the pace that we are used to, and put it to rest. I believe that there is an ancient spiritual practice available to you that would help you to lead a life that is full, rich, peaceful, and happy. I believe there is a simple way to improve the health of your mind, body, and spirit. Today... I want to spend just a few minutes talking about 
Sabbath. Sabbath. An ancient word for a day of rest. But not just a day in your pajamas watching Netflix. Maybe you're starting to tune out already because you think you know what Sabbath means. You, you, I, I'm here to tell you this morning that Sabbath is not just a day that we stay, that we lounge around, that we don't do the normal things. Sabbath is more than that. It's a day set apart and made holy to rest in a way that fills us up physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Sabbath in Hebrew literally means to stop or to delight. And that's what it was always meant to be. A day to stop and delight in the one who has made you. As a people, we really don't know what it means to Sabbath. Seldom do we spend a full 24 hours allowing our souls to rest. We stay plugged into our emails, our social media accounts, the news. We get some work done here and there. And we don't take any moment to really be intentional about the way that we are resting. We spend so much of our lives living under a schedule, whether it's an intentional one or not. We spend too much of our lives beholden to the expectations people have on us and not enough time letting those expectations go. And as a result, most of us have spent the last couple of weeks at home feeling pretty lost over exactly what it is we should do. No after-school activities, no work projects are scaled way back, or, or there's none at all. Some are on un unemployment or laid off due to the virus, and there's no way for you to go look for something else. Maybe now, right now, in this moment, is the perfect time for you to learn what it really means to rest. And the truth is, most of us haven't taken Sabbath very seriously in our lives, and it's not totally our fault. As a culture... We don't take it very seriously. Maybe we think Sabbath is a Jewish practice that disappeared when Jesus came. That doesn't apply to me because I'm a Christian, and so I, I don't need to Sabbath. Maybe we think it's not really sin to ignore it. That's not a big deal to just ignore it. I want to clear a couple things up today. First, Sabbath is serious. If you don't Sabbath, it's a sin. In fact, it's on the same list with lying, stealing, adultery, murder, all the things that we know are sin. Sabbath is right there on that same list. And in many ways, I think God takes Sabbath more seriously than these other things. The people of God, the Israelites, in the moment that they were first given the Ten Commandments, shortly after they had already stopped taking Sabbath seriously. And so God tells Moses to tell them this in Exodus chapter 31, verse 13. It says, you are to speak to the people of Israel and say, Above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. That means to set you apart. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. In just a minute, I want to talk more about what this means, that the Sabbath is holy. It goes on, Everyone who profanes it should be put to death. Whoever does any work on it, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. I know this is intense. Stick with me. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath should be put to death. Therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant forever, 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 Sandlot, forever. 
It is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. I want you to see two things in this passage. First, this is so serious to God. Can you feel in the language how important Sabbath is to him? He's setting up heavy boundaries and heavy penalties because he needs to show people how much this matters. And second, it says a couple times, this is a covenant forever. As in still, today. As in Sabbath matters for you right now as much as it did then and as much as it will when this time of social distancing is over. Which brings me to my next point. By the way, maybe you tuned out the minute you heard a covenant with you and you thought, I'm not Jewish, I'm not Israelite, this isn't in a covenant with me, it's for those people forever. In Romans chapter 11, it says that when you start a relationship with Jesus, you're grafted into the family of God, adopted to sonship. You're one of His chosen people now. It applies to you. Second thing is this, Sabbath isn't canceled. There's this idea in Western Christianity that Sabbath is a good idea, but not a mandate. It's been largely forgotten or simply equated to going to church on Sunday, but it's much more than that. And it's still very relevant. And beyond that, it is still a command. Jesus made this statement in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Here's what this means. Some of the law was fulfilled when Jesus came. It was accomplished. Some of it still stands, and some of it was elevated by Jesus. The purpose of Sabbath has not yet been accomplished because you still get tired. So the law has just as much as importance today as it did then. Which is very good because the, the next thing I want you to know is that Sabbath is for you and you need it. Maybe you're already walking through the usual excuses. Well, I don't have time for this. I rest in my own way. I take little Sabbaths throughout my week. I, I'm not Jewish I'm not an Adventist, or my favorite, I don't really know what the Sabbath is or what it means. We're so good at making excuses for ourselves for the things that are good for us. Maybe you're like me, and during this, this season of quarantine, you've been doing some at-home workouts. Obviously, when you look at me, you could tell I've been hitting that P90X hard. Uh, right now, I've already done it twice. And so, if you're like me, then what's going to happen is, you get excited about working out. You know it's good for your body. You get excited about eating healthy. You know it's good for your body. But it takes like a full 24 hours from the moment you decide to do this to when you're making up a lot of really good reasons not to. You know what? My body needs sleep. That's what it really needs is sleep. It needs sleep more than it needs exercise. You know what? This time right now, we can't be choosy about food. Food is scarce. I got to eat these gummy worms because there's kids that can't get access to these right now. We're so good at making excuses for the things that are so good for us. Stop making excuses for rest. Your body needs it. You're not going to make it to where you need to be spiritually, physically, or emotionally if you can't learn what it really means to Sabbath. Stop avoiding things that are good for you. By the time Jesus entered the scene, the Jewish people had gone the opposite way of our culture and legalized the Sabbath to the point where it wasn't restful for people anymore. There were so many laws about it. One day, Jesus and his disciples were resting in their own way. They were taking a walk through a field. 
And as they did, they grabbed some grain from the field they were walking by and they started snacking on it. Snacking on the Sabbath was very regulated in Jewish laws. So the Pharisees called them out for this. They said they couldn't do it. And Jesus responded like this in Mark 2, 27. It says, Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. I like the way the NLT puts it. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. The Pharisees needed to hear the second part. You and me, we need to hear the first part. The Sabbath was made because you need a Sabbath. Your body needs it. There's loads of research out there to support this. Your soul needs you to stop. Your body needs you to rest. Your mind needs you to delight. We need Sabbath. So let me teach you how in the next couple of minutes. First, you've got to set it apart. The commandment about Sabbath says this, Exodus 20, verse 8. It says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. A Sabbath needs to be holy. That means it's not something that just happens because it's Sunday. It also means it's not something that happens just because you don't have to go to work. Sabbath is intentional. The word holy means set apart. God is big on holiness because holiness isn't natural to us. Holiness requires us to take some time to stop and think about whatever it is we're making holy. To set something apart means to prepare for it. You've got to set your Sabbath day apart. The ancient Jewish practice of Sabbath calls the day before the day of preparation. The Jewish people would use this day to get everything done so they wouldn't have to do it on Sabbath day. That means get the chores done around the house, prepare the food for cooking, get the yard work done, prepare, anticipate, get excited about it. You can do this too. First, pick a Sabbath day. In the beginning of the, of, of the whole idea of Sabbath, the people of God celebrated on the seventh day in honor of the day God rested from creating the earth. That was Saturday. After Jesus rose, the first Christians shifted to Sunday, which was the day Jesus was resurrected. It also worked out because the synagogues were empty those days, so free, it's free real estate. I work all Sunday, typically, so my family calls Friday our Sabbath. But maybe for you it's Sunday. It should be Sunday. That's not as important. When is not as important. You just need to set a day apart and make it holy. Prepare for it the day before. If you have a family, build up anticipation about this. Talk about it. Have your family's favorite meal ready to cook on the Sabbath. Involve your closest friends. Or don't. Keep it set apart. Make it holy. Don't let your calendar creep into it. Make it a day you really, actually, truly stop. And let it refresh you by resting your soul, body, and mind. That means a couple things. Once you learn how to set it apart, you're going to need to learn how to rest in the Father. Worship needs to be a big part of your Sabbath ritual. I think it's intentional that the word means both to stop, which we'll talk about in a minute, and to delight I think in order for your soul to rest in its entirety, you got to do both. You need to both rest your body by physically stopping for a day, and you need to rest your spirit by delighting in the Lord. We know our Father loves to give us rest. We see it in the words of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, He says, Come to me, 
all you who are weary and burdened. Are you feeling weary and burdened? Is every time you turn on the news and you look at the world around you and, and you think about what the future might hold, don't you feel weary right now? Don't you feel burdened right now? Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your soul. Maybe it's not just your body that needs rest. Maybe you feel tired all the time, and it doesn't matter how much sleep you get. Maybe it's your soul that is really in need of rest. For my yoke is easy, he says, and my burden is light. He wants to give you rest in your soul. Jesus talks about yoke. See, rabbis in the first century, they always had like a, a way of living that would be the thing they taught their followers. And they called it a yoke, which is a farming term. And Jesus' yoke, his way of life, he says, was easy. That it'll actually make you feel more whole, make you feel more full, make you feel rested. To take up a rabbi's yoke means to start living the way that they lived. And Jesus is asking us to take up His way of living, a way of love, a way of kindness, a way of intentional living, and a way of Sabbath rest. It says in Luke 4.16, He went to Nazareth where He'd been brought up, and on the Sabbath day He went into the synagogue as was His custom. It was a custom of Jesus to do a few different things on the Sabbath. We see it throughout Scripture. We know that He rested well on this day. In fact, He rested so well that sometimes people called Him lazy. I wonder if, if part of the reason you don't ever stop or slow down is because you think about, I wonder what people will think about me if I'm not working. Maybe you define your worth in that. Anyways, Jesus, he would stop and rest and, and then he would go to church and take an active role in it. And he would worship and he would read scripture. Sometimes he would teach from the scripture. Sometimes, sometimes he would sit and listen. And we know that he would do these things and as he did, he was filling up his soul, learning to rest in the Father. I think it's so important for you to worship with your family of believers on Sunday. I think it's a part of how we restore our soul. I think resting in the Father is that feeling when you're in a room or, or even right now in this season as you're united with people in your living room and you're worshiping and you're saying, chains, fall, and you're declaring the big things that God can do and you kind of get this feeling of release. The moment you give yourself up to worship, all of a sudden your, your problems just start to fade away into the background and, and your God just gets bigger and bigger. See, I think that's what it means to rest in the Father. I think you need that. I think your soul needs that. So I'd encourage you to take time on Sunday to rest in the Father and don't just limit it to church. I also think you rest in the Father throughout the rest of the day. I think when you have conversation at the table with your family, you talk about what God's done for you in that week, what He's doing for you right now, what He's, what he's teaching you, what, 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 what you enjoyed the most about following Him in the week that you're resting from and what you expect from Him in the week you're resting for. I think we need to learn how to sit and be still on our Sabbath day and just think about how good God is. Rest. Rest in the Father. I think you need to rest your body. I think you need to rest your body. You've got to stop. I, I, maybe you're one of those people and you just never stop. And you can feel it. You feel tired. You feel like you need some rest. 
You can feel the need for uh, a nap from time to time. Did you know that the ancient Jewish practice of Sabbath has a phrase called Shabbat Shluf? Shabbat Shluf. It means Sabbath nap. Maybe you need to bring a nap into your life. It says in Proverbs 3.24, when you live the way that Jesus lives, the way he teaches us to live, it says, you'll take afternoon naps without a worry. You'll enjoy a good night's sleep. Can I ask you, as your pastor, can I give you permission to just let your body rest? Just call it, just help I me, mean, it's going to feel so good. Just take a nap sometimes. Rest. It's okay. Your body needs it. You need to slough a little bit more. We need to be a people of sloughing. And then I'd say after, maybe a good routine for you would be to worship and rest in the Father and be at certain church and then maybe get some lunch and talk about how good God is. Have a slough. And then when you wake up from your slough, rest in another way that you might rest. Maybe you're an active rester. And so go for a hike. Go for a walk. Go for a bike ride. If, if you're still in quarantine, go for a walk in the yard. Go, go, go draw on the sidewalk with your kids. Just rest. Let your body rest. Then, then have a dinner together. And as you have a dinner together with your favorite meal, just laugh. I think it's so good for us to laugh. You need to laugh. Did you know that it helps your body rest when you laugh? It releases these chemicals in your brain. It tells your body, hey, it's going to be okay. Laugh a little bit. Now, now especially, you need to laugh. And then have dessert because it's dessert. And celebrate a little. Just let your body rest on your Sabbath day. And then finally, I'll leave you with this. You've got to learn how to rest your mind. You've got to learn how to rest your mind. Those thoughts that never stop the way that it keeps going and going and going and it just never stops moving. Maybe right now more than ever, you, you keep running through all the news and it gets worse every second. It's terrifying. It's just like, it, it's one of those things you can't turn away from. You're on social media and you're, you're watching people argue, react in fear. You're hearing people's stories of this virus and the way it's affecting them. You just can't turn it off and your mind doesn't stop. Maybe you feel overwhelmed just thinking about it. You need to turn it off. You need to stop. Romans 8, 6 says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Stop setting your mind on this world just for one day. It's not, it's going to be all right. You'll make it. You can survive one day of taking your mind out of the current events, out of the news, out of social media, out of what Monday holds, out of the problems you've got to figure out tomorrow. One day won't kill you. In fact, I think it's going to make you more alive than ever. Give your mind a rest. Here's what you can do. I want you to take this little anxiety box that is probably in your hand right now. And on your day of preparation, when you're getting ready to go to bed, or maybe right when you wake up, would you, my family, see, Rayla and I, we've never done this because we've always been pretty good about not using these on our Sabbath day. But lately, that's not been the case. I can't turn away from it. So this weekend, when it's time for me to Sabbath, this guy's going in a drawer. And he's not coming out until the sun sets and the Sabbath is over. Would you join me in that? Would you just see what happens if instead of keeping your attention here, you kept your attention here, making eye contact with, with your family, with your kids, just resting in your father? Do you think maybe if you did that, if you allowed your mind to stop, you could actually know what it feels like to rest? You need the Sabbath. 
The Sabbath wasn't just something that God came up with for no good reason. He gave you the Sabbath and he's so serious about it because he knows that he created you in a way that you need it. Now is the best time for you to learn how to do this and you need to make it your new normal. Something you take away with you forever on after this. I think if we can learn how to stop trying to live for rest. Oh, I got to get to the weekend. Oh, it's Monday. Oh, I got to get I got to get to Friday. I got to get there. If we can stop living that way, maybe we can learn how to live from rest. Oh, man. For the first half of the week, I'm sustained by Sabbath. And on the second half of the week, I'm anticipating Sabbath. It changes every part of my life. I believe it will change every part of yours. We can do it. And I believe together, if we can learn some spiritual practices like this, this uncertain season that we're in is going to give us greater clarity, greater certainty, greater peace, and greater health moving forward than we've ever had before. If you're watching today and you've never entered into this rest of the Father because you don't know Him yet, I want you to know that you can know God right now where you are. You don't need to be in a church. You don't need to, we don't, we don't need to be together. You, you, can, you can enter into His rest today. Your soul can have rest today. And so if you want to make that decision, just wherever you are, get on your knees or just sit on the couch, do whatever. Raise your arms up to Him, put them, doesn't matter. Just pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I give my life to You. Forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for trying to do this on my own. I believe in You. I believe in Your cross. I believe in your resurrection. I believe, I believe that you care for me. And so from this moment forward, all that I am is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you just made that decision, you've got to let us know. Don't just make it in your living room and then just forget about it. Just because we can't talk, come see you in person doesn't mean your church can't help you take your next steps. Go on and fill on an, out, an uh, online connect card right now and we will reach out to you tomorrow and help you know what to do next. We want to celebrate with you. You've got a family now, a bigger family than you know. I can't wait to celebrate this with you. Any other reason that you have, you can fill out a Connect card. Let us pray for you. Fill out your prayer requests. Tell us what your needs are. We want to know what you're anxious about, what you're struggling with. Go online and fill out a Connect card now so that we can be praying for you. We also still want you to, to worship in giving. We believe giving is worship. And so if this is your home or if you're being blessed by this ministry, by this church, then consider giving online at gatherashville.org slash give and go sign up for giving and, and worship God in that way. Let me pray one more time as we close today. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are bigger than this moment, that you are the God who was, you are the God who is, you are the God who always will be. You can see the end. And, and Father, you've written it, and it's good. And so, God, I just ask, Lord, that you would give us courage in this moment, confidence in this moment, strength in this moment, peace in this moment, and rest in this moment. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being with us, guys. We can't wait to see you next week.